0: Now we're going to episode one of Chase and Geek The Pull List. This is your host Naitavoa, otherwise known as Matt Mueller. And typically I'm alongside uh, Pine-sized Ginger and Selena, of course, for Chase and Geek. But this is going to be like our little comics corner of the universe every week. It's going to be a smaller show maybe 20 you know 10 to 20 minutes and we're just going to be talking about the books of this week and some comics that we're looking forward to over the next few weeks to few months so it being wednesday i'm actually off today so it kind of worked out i get to actually do the debut episode on new comic day in the future it's probably going to be something along the lines of wednesday night maybe thursday to come out but either way uh, this is just going to be our little comics corner and we're going to get to talk about comics because ironically I work in comics uh, but you don't get to talk about comics as much in the oh hey this book is great this book is not as you think when you work in it all the time. So. I know that seems odd, and people say that all the time, but it's actually legit, so (laughs) it's actually kind of true. So the first book we're going to cover is Detective Comics 966 from DC. This one is written by James Tynion IV, and it has art by Eddie Burroughs, and is colored by Adriano Lucas. If you've been keeping up with the Detective Comics side of things in the DC Universe, you will know that Tim Drake is very much alive, is not dead, and uh, you can actually find him in Mr. Oz's prison, Mr. Oz's storyline has kind of been in Action Comics and Detective. I'm not going to spoil who it is, it's out there in case you want to know, but I'm just not going to spoil it here. In any case, you don't actually have to know much about that storyline to actually get what's going on at Detective, so you can actually read this completely separately. Just all you need to know is that Tim Drake is in Mr. Oz's prison, he's not alone. And then this issue hits, and if you were a fan of the Uh, future titan storyline back like a few years ago you're gonna freaking love this issue because it actually shows the batman the tim drake batman from the future and the current tim drake robin working together and also actually provides some really cool insight into that character how he became batman and actually uh opens up and expands that to what happened to all the other batman universe characters, uh, Batwoman, uh, well, that's a cheat, actually doesn't, re- doesn't actually reveal what happens to Batwoman, but she's going to play a big part of the storyline, but you do get, you know, uh, information on Dick Grayson, uh, what happened there as far as why is he not Batman, why is Tim Drake Batman, Damien, Jason Todd, all that stuff, so it's actually really good, it's even better if you loved that previous storyline and liked that character, but just as an issue by itself, it's actually really good. So more than recommend that. If you're going to look and pick up a DC book, go ahead and pick up that. DC Metal number three is also out. Um, and honestly, I think I I like the issue as a general like, oh, I like that issue of DC Metal. I've actually been enjoying DC Metal overall. There's a lot in this issue that it's going to take like a few go-rounds to really understand everything. There's so much. Like, like if you don't like the multiverse side of DC, which I have in the past been not the biggest supporter of, this book encompasses everything you'll hate about DC. Like, there's so much going on as far as other worlds and the flipped multiverse and why is this person being absorbed by the darkness? There's so much, like, crazy ethereal crap <laughs> here but it's good it's good it's a good issue and the, and the series is good it's just there's this one in particular there's so much of that stuff that it can you can easily get lost in it whether your enjoyment is gonna kind of be dependent on what you like about DC characters and what you like about DC stories. If, if one of the things you come back to constantly is you like the multiverse and you like all the different worlds, then you're going to freaking love this series. But for those of us who, and I can say us because I'm not the biggest fan of that aspect of it, for those of us that don't like that, this has been an interesting mix of... Uh, of ideals i guess of of those two sides kind of merging and and so far snyder has done a very good job at merging those two sides and making some very abstract crap work (laughs) um so again you're gonna you're i I feel like this is gonna divide a lot of people it's just like what the heck did i just read and oh my god that's amazing there's all these little details whatever side of the fence you're on i mean that's your opinion you're perfectly there's no right or wrong here i'm just saying it's a very interesting issue and there will be people that get turned off uh and there will be people that get you know oh this is what i came here for very divisive but but it's good to me i've enjoyed it um ironically that was not my second pick this week (laughs) i just saw detective and kind of went on a tangent sorry about that Number two is, we're going to go over to Image Comics, and it's going to be Scales and Scoundrels number two. Now, hey, number two, number two. I didn't even try that. It just kind of worked itself out. I don't know. I'm a genius. (laughs) Written by Sebastian Gurner, and art is by, I hope I get this right, Galad. It is G-A-L-A-A-D, so if I'm not pronouncing that right, someone let me know. I feel like it's just missing an H. Like, I really want to say Galahad constantly, but it's not. It's not that. Anyway, it's not that. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> so anyway, it's a very good issue. I actually caught up on this series today. Uh, it's one of those I had set aside, uh, man, a couple of weeks ago. And always wanted to come back to you because purely for the art purposes. The art is just gorgeous. The covers are stunning. And the art inside is equally as good. What is great about this book, though, I was, I was even more pleased, though, that the storyline stacks up. Because it's just a... It's like... It's kind of like what the role playing games turned comics want to be. Some have been more successful than others. You know, Pathfinder's been in comics, uh, Dungeons and Dragons has been in comics. And there's always something like to me like some of them are some of them are really good. But this one like captures that spirit of like it feels like a story that, like, five people worked on around the table and crafted. It really feels like a role-playing adventure come to life. The characters are fun, they're kind of quirky, everything's a little lighthearted. You know, everything's really, like, th- there's a sense of fun to it, and adventure, and the characters are... you When you read dialogue from some of these characters, like the prince, per se, it kind of feels like a DM is sitting on the other end of the table and is reciting that dialogue to you it, it you give them voices like automatically and, it, and it's it's fun it was very entertaining i enjoyed it i love that the the book doesn't take itself so seriously everybody's kind of charming you know people don't like each other in the book and there's still like you know character character development and character conflicts and all these other things but you know like the like the dwarf being of completely afraid of the dark and so the whole reason they got <laughs> What to be their guide and then they go into a dungeon and she's afraid of the dark and it's like pitch black in there. Like that's that's fun, right? A little, everyone has their little quirks very good art is beautiful Would almost be worth it for that alone But the story is uh, just a really fun time and it's going to be on my pull list going forward because it's been great So number three final one here finding America number one. You might have heard about this book around the when the pitchforks came out for Secret Empire because, of course, you know, how dare you turn our Captain America into a hydra, blah, 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 all that. Fighting American came out, used, perfectly used that as a advertising thing, and was like, hey, we our Fighting American is not a Hydra Nazi person. <laughs> it's like, hey, that, and it was great. It was actually really good, smart timing on that part. Uh, Fighting American number one is over at Titans Comics, and it's written by Gordon Rennie and with art by Duke Mighton. This story is one that is a little bit of you. You might have to fight being bored for like the first five, four or five pages. I fought that. I was kind of like, okay, I get the gimmick. I get that he's like this nineteen fifty-four. You know, he's like it was because it's set. It, it's it's uh, taking a fifties hero along with his sidekick, and putting them in the future or in the actually not the future the modern day and you know there's like scientists with him and he has a little device and he's like okay you're gonna be here you're gonna solve this thing and then in three days we're gonna pick you up and we take you back so try not to mess up the timeline type of thing but the first five pages are like you know it's 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 campy and you're like okay is this like i don't know it 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 took a minute to kind of get the feel for the story and to get the feel for these characters. And you're, you were kind of hoping that it wouldn't be completely on this gimmick of just, this guy's corny and he's gonna be here in the, like it, it needed, you were looking for that that depth or that twist that would kind of change that up and bring a, a different level of depth to this, to this book. And then it starts to click it starts to click about midway through like it really kind of starts okay I, I get a, I get a feel for this and some of the lines are great there's some great lines uh, when fighting American is talking to a psychic about things it, like some genuine like laugh out loud moments and then about 90% of the way through the issue I will not spoil what happens but there is a thing that you can they do foreshadow it but and I had a sense of it that okay something's gonna something's weird there But you probably will not see this coming, at least in this manner. And when that happened, that really hooked me. Like to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to read issue two now. Like it's a done deal. I got to read it. I got to see what's happening because that was a damn good hook. And it ends at a really cool place. It's not the final page where it ends, so it's a little bit before that. It's really good. Like, it's (laughs) it's a really good hook. Kudos, because this is a really good hook. So, I'm on board for issue two. It's not going to be for everybody, but it was actually really interesting, and I was very surprised, very pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it that much. So, that one, of course, like all three of the other books, actually all four, because I've talked about four now, are all in stores this Wednesday. So, plenty of stuff. Plus, there's even more things that I haven't even had a chance to read yet. I hope to get to those by next week. Going forward a little bit in the future, 2018 to be exact, uh, WWE number 14. Now, uh, if you followed the WWE comics, they are part of Boom Studios lineup. They are written by the great and talented Dennis Hopeless. Yes, I am an unabashed Dennis Hopeless fan. Um, you're gonna see that a lot in this in this podcast. Just letting you know because Spider Moment was one of my favorite books that is no longer anymore, and I'm sad. Depression about. Spider-Woman aside, he's writing some really good series right now. He's writing Jean Grey, and he's writing, of course, WWE for Boone Studios. For the last year, it's been focusing on The Shield. So, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and their ascent up the WWE ladder, the breaking up of The Shield, all that fun stuff. Starting next year, it's going to be the Women's Revolution, and that was kicked off with the promotion from NXT to the WWE main roster of Charlotte. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. Now, seeds of that have been planted before. Natalia, Paige, Naomi, the Bella twins, they were all, you know, getting better and, and storylines were increasing and there was there was a, a drive to change things, but it really didn't start changing until they made the jump. And that has since progressed into some really big improvements uh, for the women's division. In wwe so four horsewomen are now going to take center stage in Boon studio's new book and i could not be more excited because i'm a huge fan of well actually i'm a huge fan of all of them really but to see the attention to the characters that the series has made to rollins to reigns to ambrose you know, those characters are pretty well, except for Rollins' case, those characters are pretty well-defined. <laughs> Rollins has been a little bit of an aimless ship lately. But but the book has done a really good job of fleshing certain aspects out, and it's been really interesting. If, if you haven't tried the WWE comics, I understand the uh, apprehension, but seriously, think about giving them a shot. They've been some really good uh stories in there there have been some really good pieces of like character development and things you wouldn't expect so and overall some of them are just really fun so i'm totally excited to see hopeless tackle the women of wwe as well as he is uh taking care of the shield and i could not be excited more excited for that to start off so that starts off next year so before we go real quick uh in the past i have participated in Extra Life, you probably know what Extra Life is, but if you do not, it is a charity event uh, centered around gaming where everyone raises as much money as they can for uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Ours would be the uh, Monroe Carroll Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, and it raises as much money as you can, and then everyone involved gets together on November 4th or any other date you choose and games for 24 hours. Now, you don't have to game for 24 hours, of course, and not a lot of people do. But a lot of people, you'd be surprised. A lot of people do, but, you know, it's not everyone. And so even if you just get on game for a couple hours and donate to one of the many teams that are out there, we have a team uh, as part of iWorkForConvict.com. So we have a team, Team CB, which is CB for Kids. And I will put the link in the show notes to where you can donate a dollar, five dollars ten dollars whatever if a hundred dollars it whatever you can afford to give to a great cause helping great kids in just unfortunate situations and trying to get better and any help in that that you can give is is amazing and we're grateful for it so of course if you if you do give hop online on that day and we'll play some games. I already got more vs. Capcom Infinite in so I can get my ass beat <laughs> fighting game uh, and then I've also got a Fortnite we can play and a bunch of other stuff. I'll be online all day also I'll be tabletop gaming that day as well probably that night so uh, I'll put gamer tags and all that stuff my, my PSN screen name and all that in the show notes once we get a little closer to time but in the meantime if you head over to that link give whatever you can amazingly appreciated. uh also of course check out our mothership podcast chasing geek uh with night of oa and the pie ginger you can find that every week on chasinggeek.com so until next time catch you latest peace